Welcome to The Verb with Heather Hallman, where each week she explores a different life-changing verb in the Bible to connect you with Jesus and a new way to live each day. With your host, Dr. Heather Hallman. Welcome back to The Verb. I am your host, Heather Holloman, and today is a special day because we're talking about your chosen identity, that verb that God chose us before the creation of the world to belong to Him. And today I wanted to talk about this aspect of your chosen identity that you're chosen and treasured. So here's my question for you. Can you imagine waking up and believing that you were God's treasured possession, and that He longed to display His love to you today. I know that's hard. Some of you are in a really hard place, but let me tell you this. I became a different woman when I saw myself as God's treasured possession. And it began with Deuteronomy 14.2. It says this, You are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord has chosen you to be a people for His treasured possession. And I knew at the time he was talking to the nation of Israel, but as I read through the New Testament, I thought all of these promises are applying to now Gentiles. We are sharers together in God's promise. And I thought, this is a really beautiful statement that we're God's treasured possession. You know, we see this over and over again in Deuteronomy at least three times, this repetition, you are God's treasured possession. And so I really began to be excited about that phrase, treasured possession. I thought of myself as a rare jewel. You know, when I think of, you know, what do I treasure? Probably, you know, what's the most expensive thing I own? And it's probably my wedding ring. But it says that God you know, he describes us as a treasure of possession again in Isaiah 62, 3. And he says it like this, we're a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand, a royal diadem in the hand of our God. Now, I want you to think of yourself as a rare jewel to the Lord. And if you know anything about the royal crown jewels of like the United Kingdom, for example, you probably picture St. Edward's crown used to coronate all the British monarchs since the 13th century. I learned that this special crown, so imagine this, it rests in the jewel house at the Tower of London. Maybe some of you listening have seen it. The crown jewels have 140 royal precious and treasured ceremonial objects, and it rests under constant surveillance by over 100 hidden cameras and the tower guard of 22 personnel, and they stay under the protection of bomb-proof glass. Consider the protection, consider the value, and consider the beauty of this display. When you think about that and you think of that statement that you are a treasured possession, a rare jewel in the Lord's hand, I just began to think to myself, how, how does the Lord treat me as his treasured possession? Five times in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, we see that we are a people that become God's own possession. We see the description in Ephesians 1.4, where God's possession and his special possession in 1 Peter 2.9. So how do you think God treats you and me as his treasured possession? And this is what I thought about today, believing in the overwhelming and incomprehensible goodness of God at all times on my behalf represents one of the most fulfilling challenges of my whole life. Because what would it mean for you, for example, to believe, to truly, deeply, and really believe it, 
when God says this in Jeremiah 32, 40, the Lord says, I will never stop doing good to you. Or in Romans 10, 12, when Paul proclaims, there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. This is a God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. And that's from 1 Timothy 6, 17. So I just began to look at some of these verses. I mean, think about it. Think about Psalm 35, that God delights in your well-being. Think about Psalm 103, that he satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I just think that I'm not good at letting myself really believe that God wants me to enjoy my life, that God wants to treat me as a treasure possession. So I just made a little list in my journal about this idea that, okay, do I really believe this, that God never stops doing good to me, that he richly blesses me, that he richly provides everything for my enjoyment, that he wants to satisfy my desires with good things, and that he delights in my well-being. It's just so beautiful to think of. Now, I have a funny story. I was trying to teach my girls, you know, remember, you're God's treasured possession. He loves you so much, and he wants to provide good things for you for your enjoyment. Well, at the time, my youngest daughter, Kate, was, um, you know, sitting in the car with us. We were driving to church, and she's kind of my more, um, you know, sassy daughter at the time. And I was trying to teach them what God was teaching me. We're God's treasured possession. He cares about us so much. And Kate was basically like, well, if God really cared about me, he would give me some chocolate because that's all I want right now is chocolate. And she was kind of making a joke. But then she kept saying it. She goes, actually, that's all I'm craving right now. All I want is chocolate, 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 chocolate. And it became this obnoxious thing in the backseat of the car. I was like, Kate, I get it. You want chocolate. And then all of a sudden, I opened the glove compartment and I had forgotten, or maybe, I don't know, it seemed like a miracle to me, this piece of Ghirardelli chocolate fell out of the glove compartment, and it was wrapped in blue foil, and I was like, oh, maybe this was left over from Christmas. But it fell into my hand, and I said, oh, look, look, Kate, the Lord heard your prayer. Here's your chocolate. And it was this joke, you know, sort of to keep her quiet in the back, but as we got out of the minivan and walked to church, I just kept thinking about that, you know. Did God provide it? Is he that kind of God that cares about that kind of thing? You know, she had the desire for chocolate. God provided it. It was a silly little moment in my mind, and I'm just thinking about this. God, how deeply do you care for us? Do you really satisfy our desires with good things? Well, we walked into church, and it was one of those days where they were having an experiential prayer experience where they had these different tables set up. And Kate walked in, and the very first table they had said, taste and see that the Lord is good. And a man approached her with a platter of chocolate and said, would you like some chocolate? And I just started laughing so hard. I was like, Kate, the Lord has heard. And it was just this joke. We call it Kate's Day of Chocolate. But, you know, the Lord didn't neglect my older daughter either. She was having a really bad day one New Year's Eve. Again, all year I'm trying to study, you know, God, do you really treat us as your treasure possession? And Sarah was crying one night. It was New Year's Eve, and all of her plans had fallen apart. And um, we were in a hotel room, and I said to her, you know, God has not made a mistake. We are here because God chose us to be here. You are his chosen treasured possession. Why don't we ask God for what we need? Let's, let's ask the Lord to remind you how dearly loved you are and how special you are to him. 
And I just kept saying, Sarah, you are his treasured possession. At that exact moment, Sarah's phone began to buzz with texts from friends who were just randomly thinking of her. And as we went down to the lobby to find some dinner, we found that the restaurant featured her absolute favorite meal of all time, shrimp and grits, which is odd because it's rare to find a restaurant, you know, that would serve that unless you're in Louisiana, of course. But we smiled at each other because we read the reality through the filter of God's love for her. And, you know, I don't know. I'm not a theologian. I don't know if God, you know, arranged those exactly for her. But that's how we chose to read it, because it is the truth that we are God's treasure possession. You know, the other morning I read in Matthew 7, Jesus, his words about good gifts. He says in Matthew 7, 11, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? And I just kept thinking, you know, why do we think it's so wrong or maybe too much about prosperity gospel to believe in God's overwhelming goodness? He is so good to you that I want you to lean into this and be able to say what the psalmist says in Psalm 66, 16. Come and hear. Let me tell you the good things he has done for me. All right. Join us next week for the next aspect of being chosen, which is that you are chosen to belong to a new family. I can't wait to connect with you. Thank you for listening to The Verb with Heather Holloman. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And remember, new episodes every Friday. This episode was brought to you by my friends at Moody Publishers. I have loved publishing my books with Moody because they donate every dollar of profit to the Moody Bible Institute. So when you purchase my book, you help train the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about my books with Moody Publishers at heatherholloman.com.